Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast meeting is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and we would like to pay respect to their elders past, present and emerging and their multiple birth parents of children with disabilities. This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F word. It's not suitable for children, so don't listen to it when they're around. (laughs) Easy, really. Hello, Kate. We are back in the daytime. Yay. Um, Everyone's gone to school. Everyone. (laughs) It just still (laughs) makes me happy. Yeah, but you've still got a wonderful husband at home. Oh, yes, he's still (laughs) home. Yeah, that's that's in, challenging. In Victoria, the if you there's still a work from home rule. Yes, so he's still home. Yeah, and I'm not sure how long for. So no, I think I, it's going to be a while. I reckon it's end of June. I think the end's oh, really? in sight. I don't know if I'm telling myself that, oh. but um, because the the city's really suffering. Yes, there's no right, one in there, so I think they have to. It's just the public transport they're worried about. Yes, okay. So I get that. But anyway, we'll see. We will see. Yeah. I mean, there's perks to having him home. Like there is flexibility. Oh, yeah. And I think I've never had that in my whole life. To no. be like, can you go to the bus stop or. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's that's a perk. Yeah. And the other day I drove Molly to school and then I came back and I saw him walking back from taking Miss Nine. He's walking along with the dog. He's having a great time. <laughs> it just looks so funny because he's not-, not normally around. Yeah. You know, just trotting down the road with the dog. I know. It's, it was cute. It is cute. So there might be a tiny bit of background noise because we are getting a new fence. Yes. Because we were so lucky and mid-pandemic our fence literally fell over. <gasps> the whole thing just Kate. collapsed. Yes. So that was good. Anyway, you wouldn't it's believe this. Just a little this, bit of soaring. But fences, that's what they're called, aren't they? Yeah. People who fence. Yeah. Um, Flat out during the pandemic. Really? Never been so busy what? because everyone's sitting at their window of their house looking at their the fence, fence going, falling over. Geez, my fence is shit. Oh. I need to get that fixed. <laughs> so well, it took us weeks to, to get them here. Right. So I wasn't going to say, no, I'm recording a podcast. No, so, that's yeah, fine. Because now the chickens and the dogs can escape. Oh, yeah. okay, right. And the children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and today, Mandy, very exciting. We've got three microphones. Yay! Although one of them is in Brisbane, Yay! so not here. Yay! But yes, Lisa's here. <laughs> Lisa is our friend. <laughs> Welcome to the pod bar by Discord. Hello from sunny Brisbane. Oh, <laughs> it is sunny here. <laughs> it is sunny here in Melbourne, but <laughs> We are so happy to have you on our podcast. Yeah. An original oh, P. An original, yep. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. It goes back a long way, doesn't it? Gosh, yes. it, doesn't, it seems like yesterday. Jeez. So we met Lisa <laughs> as part of the Australian Multiple Births Forum, mm-hmm. didn't we? So probably, yes. made, I don't know, yes. maybe like 2007 or 8, something like that. What do you think, Lisa? Yeah, my girls were born in 2007, halfway through. Okay, so, so I maybe. joined the forum when I was still pregnant. So, oh, yeah, beginning you? of 2007. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would we were quite new. When did we join? I think two thousand and seven. Yeah. I think my girls were about two. Yeah, oh. yeah. No, yeah I joined younger, when yeah. I was pregnant. Yeah, oh. sorry. No, no, no. That's good. It's okay. I remember all the people joining when they were pregnant. Do you? Yeah, yeah. Because there was, you know, all the different groups. Yes, of there like, was. You know, There's pregnancy groups and pregnancy and... identical, pregnancy fraternal. Pregnancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we had a really interesting pregnancy though um, in that I have identical twins but they had two separate placentas and two separate sacs. Oh. So uh-huh. did you know so, they were identical then? Oh, they kept telling us they're not identical because it's two sacs, two placentas, so right. they're obviously not identical. And then they came out and they were they were 300 grams difference but because they were so small, yeah. you could really, you know, they yes. looked way different. Yes. And and so at first like, okay, yeah, we've got non-identical twins. And then as they grew, we're oh, like, no, um, yours are so identical. <laughs> yes. They, they kind of look alike. And then that twin, you know how you could sign up to that yes, twin Yes, the twin research. study. Yeah, yeah, the teeth. Yeah. Yes, actually, I think you're the one who told me about it, Mandy. I don't know. Can you I remember Mara? It. We've got a mutual yes. friend, Mara, who was big on the forum. I think she was queen of the forum for us. She was pretty good. And yeah. Oh, yeah. she said, and I know she listened, so hi, Mara. Um, oh, my boys are not identical. There were two sacks and oh two placentas. And we were all like, oh, rubbish. They are a mirror of each oh, other. Those two. You couldn't. Oh, Nothing were, delighted no. me more than when her DNA me test too. came back. <laughs> Absolutely identical. Absolutely. So there was a few triggers in there. Oh, dear. Yep, yep, absolutely. It happened to us as well. So apparently when it splits so early, Ah. you get the two sacs, two placentas. Ah. They're not... Yeah, it's really fascinating. So, yeah, we, we got the tests probably when they were about um, one and a half, two as well. So right. it was kind of like, yep, it's yeah. confirmation <laughs> that they're definitely. Well, let's get to asking our <laughs> questions and then we'll hear everything. We want to yeah, hear yeah. everything. So, Sorry, we're friends yeah. with Lisa, so, you yeah. know, it's just going to be one of those episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Where we just throw <laughs> random stuff in. Yeah. So the first question we ask is, do you have any music or a song or a band that gets you through good times or bad times? Or um, I, look, I honestly love any music that mm. gets me moving and yeah. gets me singing. Mm. Um, you know, I can completely change my mood just getting into music. But yes. the one that just came to mind just then for some reason was "I Want to Break Free" by Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I want to break free. Oh, yeah. Yes. That vacuuming. That's totally oh, what we need right totally. now. Totally. <laughs> Every, um. <laughs> Every once in a while, that one, when that comes on, you can just oh, go to town with that you really one. really can. Yeah. Queens. All yeah. good to sing to. Like, yeah. Really sing. Yeah, like yeah, belt it and out. Yeah, dance. Like they oh, just get yeah. you moving. They yeah. really yeah. do. Ah. Yeah. Well, Great can, song. You, can you tell us what awards you won in school, if you won any? <laughs> You're going to laugh at this one. <laughs> 
I've won a couple of awards. One was um, in grade five, which was Ooh. graduation mm. uh, for me in Canada. So we finished school, um, primary school in grade five, and then you right. go off to middle school. Ah. Yep. And I won the, the sportsman award. Wow. <laughs> and I'd never played a sport. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more. How did you win? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I just remember sitting there going, what? No, they've got the wrong name. This and can't be right. I never played a sport. Hated sports when some, I was a kid. Some other Lisa is still telling this story and they gave it to the other Lisa. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> There's that one. And then there was one in high school. Towards the end of high school, I won. This actually was at graduation too. I won. <laughs> I got 96% in my parenting course. Oh. <laughs> what would you give yourself right now? Oh, 30? <laughs> wow, what did you have to do? Carry around an translated. egg or something? Or what, did you, what did you do in the parenting course? Oh, it was actually a really fascinating course. I, I took it as kind of a... It was just an elective, so I could ah. do whatever I wanted and you can get any percentage you wanted because I didn't need it for my graduation. Right. So I was like, hey, I'll do this course. And it was actually really fascinating. It was about birth and it was about right. pregnancy and, and parenting, you know, obviously parenting and <laughs> kids and stuff. And I rubbed that one on my husband's face every once in a while. I'm the one who got 96%. Wow. I think we all decisions need- should come through me because I got A plus for Pretty parenting. much. <laughs> I think we all need to take that test. I probably, I don't want to take that I test. <laughs> I'd fail. Minus I'd fail 20%. <laughs> That's fantastic. And we've sort yeah. of already answered this, but, you know, it's a it's a rite of pee podcast passage. Yes. Why are you a pee, Lisa? Oh, gosh. Well, as you know, we met um, through the through Amber early on when I discovered I was having twins and I joined up and then um, along the journey everything seemed to be going okay uh, until we you know started to notice that things weren't developing quite the same way as other kids and mm. so we um, uh, our twins were diagnosed with global developmental delay which at the time is we don't know what's going on mm-hmm. but there's delays in a couple of areas or more for us, it was more than a couple of areas. Um, and so since then, gone on to be diagnosed with intellectual disabilities of varying degrees in my twins. And uh, they both have uh, autistic features. One has been formally diagnosed, mm-hmm. uh, ASD level one, and um, and the other has um, very mild sort of cerebral palsy diagnosed based on MRI findings. So um, kind of a mishmash of a few different things happening. Mm. And mm. you also are a professional. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, which was interesting when, when my kids were going through all that diagnosis and I was going through the, you know, adjustment to everything and trying to wrap my head around things, trying mm. to find another mental health professional that actually understood mm. and didn't just didn't just try to make me feel better. You know, every time I tried to talk to somebody, they were just like, oh, don't worry, it's not your fault. And oh, don't worry, you know, this will happen or whatever. And uh, it was just really hard to find somebody who actually understood Mm. um, what I was talking about. You needed more skill than that. You needed more skill than just the trite wasn't your fault, you know. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about your pregnancy? 
Um, it was a, an interesting pregnancy. <laughs> um, out of both of my pregnancies, I had hyperemesis gravidarum, mm. which uh, connected with a couple other ladies on the forum as yes. well. Yes. We're unfortunate to have to go to yeah. Mara. Hi, Mara. Yeah, Mara was <laughs> also. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, I remember speaking to Mara about it because she had experienced it as mm. well. And, mm. and um, yeah, that was a, a steep learning curve. Um, mm. I know a lot more about it now than I did then because yeah. um, even the medical professionals didn't know much at that stage. And mm. um, what's fascinating is that um, I've got on to work in perinatal mental health mm. and I love supporting mums who have HG. Mm. I love educating people about it. Um, and our guidelines really haven't changed very much in Australia. It, it's still very under-researched and under-diagnosed, yes. uh, misdiagnosed. Mm. And um, so that's come a long, long way since then. And they've now discovered it is related to a gene or two, actually. Oh, Yes, there there is a genetic cause, and um, they're still doing that research. It's that's only come out in the past year or two, um, but it certainly has made parents like myself feel a lot better than yeah. the old sort of theories around why people were so sick in pregnancy. It's really mm. fascinating. The psychiatric theories around it were yes. really detrimental to mothers. Of really course. detrimental. As if yeah. you could induce yeah. yourself into being that ill. Like oh, I remember God. how ill Mara was, and yeah. That, <sighs> Yeah. Uh, I got down to 48 kilos. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. And the irony was is that I worked in eating disorders as well at the time yeah. on an inpatient unit. Oh, so Lord. these people were getting were being admitted around the same weight that I felt down to. Yeah. Um, and it, I had to really, you know, get better and, and gain my weight back before I could go back to work as well, I mean, just generally. But, yeah, yeah it, was, it was an interesting time um, and a an, very interesting experience. It was very, very overwhelming and mm. I, I couldn't even turn my head head, um, couldn't brush my teeth. Mm. Um, just the, those triggers, um, mm. were really, really bad, really bad for quite a while there. And how but I was long very, did... very fortunate. Yeah. Sorry. I was just gonna say, how long did you have it for the whole time or? Uh, yeah, no, I'm lucky. I'm really lucky. Around 15 weeks, it really let up. Right. Um, and then I was eating up a storm, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. um, Good. I just, you couldn't get food away from me. I just yeah. kept going. Um, it was all baby. Yes, <laughs> all I bet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I know others have struggled right until the delivery mm, of the placenta. Yes. So mm. that I was very fortunate that to not have that be the mm. case. Um, and so I'm, I feel very lucky for that. But, yeah, that was interesting. But otherwise it was pretty uneventful. Um, they, they came a few weeks early. Yeah, tell us um, a little bit about that. So that was five weeks early yep. and we ended up spending um, a few days on the ward and then down to a NICU for um, in the what they called the fat farm end of the NICU <laughs> yeah. at the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so they were just trying to plump them up. They were the tallest, tallest, longest little babies, yeah. but they needed chubs. So we we were in there to try and chub them up a bit. But we were like, well, we were only there for a week. We probably should have stayed longer. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, to be honest, mm. I think they discharged us a little too early. But um, they they did well there and and um, plumped up, and we went home. So you used so, to live in Melbourne, yeah. didn't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So it was at, uh, yeah, I was actually at the hospital where I worked. Oh, wow. <laughs> where oh. I had my kids. Yeah, it was very handy. I just waddled from the unit over to the, <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> to my maternity appointments oh, until I was on bed rest. I did get put on bed rest at 31 weeks because oh. I had uh, the, the thinning cervix and yeah. it right. looked like it might happen quickly. So, yeah, that was a four weeks of watching the box set of Sex and the City over oh. and over and over again. <laughs> This is people, so you know, now who have Netflix, they don't know. No, box <laughs> sets. They don't. Oh, my gosh. They get up, change the DVD or the video and they're scratched. <gasps> Mums oh, don't understand they're... putting that Wiggles DVD in and getting everyone to sit down and pressing play and then it's scratched. Oh, they don't understand. Oh, the Everyone's trauma, crying. The pain. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I would just like to say that, people. Yep. And then oh, also the pain absolutely. of having a you know, lovely, supportive husband who, well, if you put it back in the box, this wouldn't have happened. Oh. <laughs> no, but I just found it on the floor. <laughs> I just got the weepix off it and I put it in. I don't know why it's scratched. <laughs> anyway, we digress. <laughs> Tell us about when did you express, how did you feed the girls? Uh, I tried. Are they... Oh, look, they were born without much of a suck reflex. Mm, So they really struggled with sucking. And even off the bottle, they struggled. They got really messy. And I remember posting questions on the forum going, what do you guys use? Because my kids, I've got to strip them naked to feed them because they're just... Yeah. There was formula going everywhere. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? We tried 25,000 different teats for those bottles (laughs) and different bottles as well and different formulas and it just wasn't working well I did try to put them on the breast um, for a little while I think there was like a week where I tried one of them um, my daughter who's um, got more moderate disabilities I didn't because she just couldn't latch yes, um, yes. but my other twin I tried a little bit but it just didn't work so I pumped for about 12 weeks I would mm. get like so little I'd get like 50 mils for the day oh, <laughs> it was, good I had nothing yeah <laughs> But you oh, tried. I tried so hard. Yeah. 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 yeah well, yeah. there's a lot of guilt associated with not trying, which there should not be. No, that's right. Oh, no. Just, women aren't celebrated enough for trying. That's what I want to say. Yeah. You know? Oh, and there's just there's so much calories that we expend actually creating breast milk and expressing. Even down on the letdown, there's quite a lot of yeah. calories that are used for that letdown. Yeah. And what we don't understand and we don't think about is that, you know, if you've got preemie twins and you've got disabilities on board as well and you, you're trying to deal with all of this, mm. um, you know, all of the energy that you do have in your body, um, you need that. You really yeah. need it to keep mm. going. And so wow. sometimes that's why the milk hasn't come in it's not because it's your body safeguarding itself as well and oh, trying to keep it going right that's so powerful <laughs> yeah oh my word yeah oh. yeah so the irony is the next pregnancy I had with the, the singleton I had the biggest boobs <laughs> I was so planning to not be able to breastfeed I'm yeah. like well it didn't work the first time so it's, my body maybe just can't do it yeah and I I had an abundance of breast right. milk the second time around wow so that's that's really telling too, isn't it? Yes. 
Absolutely. I think back going, wow, you know, that's my body just, it was taking care of itself. It was trying to help me take care of my little babies. Um, It wasn't getting a lot of rest. There was no help overnight. I was doing every night of the week, except for we got on a roster of doing Friday, Saturday nights, my husband Mm. and I. So he would do those and I would sleep. Um, but I just remember being so tired. Oh, so, there's nothing so like tired. it. There, there is no <laughs> tired like that. There's nothing like it. No. I'm oh, just, no. if you've not had two babies. No. And I know the higher sorry, order multiples are going, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> no. So, oh, yeah. That's not our story, so I'm sorry. I know, I know. You I win. Know. They always win. They always win. Yeah. Oh. Quads, quads, they win. I, they trump us by a mile. And I think Absolutely. with that, it's not, <laughs> yes, the breastfeeding and the exhaustion is a mighty combination to try and combat. But when you think back to your weeks in the special care nursery, the amount of time, the most amount of time anyone spent with you as a mother was trying to get you to breastfeed. Yes. It wasn't telling you you're going to take home premies. It's going to be different to other people's experiences. No. You're going to be paranoid about germs. It was nothing about you. It was just those boobs. You know, and they they wouldn't even really look at you. They'd just be holding onto the boobs and then the baby shoving and shoving. Shoving mouths on. Yeah. And, yeah. and it, so all you leave there thinking is That's this is what I have, have to do. do. Yeah. No one's talking uh, about attachment or cuddling or no. talking to your babies no. or, you know, gaze no. at them when you're bathing them no. or just cuddle them tight when they're having the tube feeds or, yeah, you know, nothing. no one's. I mean, they might be now. Maybe. Maybe. But they certainly didn't so. then. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, too. I hope so. We didn't I didn't get any of that. I got give them the bottle. Oh, I really? had nobody ah. supporting me to breastfeed. Wow. Um and I had no suggestions to breastfeed when we were in the NICU. Mm. Um and and I we, they actually didn't have a bath until we got home. Oh, what? Ah, uh, yeah. I we didn't realize till we got home we were like, hang on. They didn't teach <laughs> they you, teach how to you? Do a that bath. is oh. uh, all no, my no, babies. They didn't. That's neglect. Yeah. That, well, it is. Well, it is. That's, you know, it's scary when you've got two babies. A baby, tiny is. little twins. And yeah. also just doing yeah. one and then doing the other. I know. It's hard enough doing one baby. It is hard. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I remember the that, first bath. I bet you yeah, do. I bet you do. We been, were terrified. Yeah. Arms and limbs everywhere. <laughs> you don't know how to hold their And head. they cry. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. I just remember them just sort of like going, ooh, what is this water thing? You know, the looks <laughs> on their little faces were like, ooh. <laughs> you know, before my, my qualification is a diploma in childcare, but before that it used to be called Mothercraft Nursing and yes, they were in the hospitals doing were. all of that. And it was and really so, important. And it was an important job that's probably, that's been gone been now for what, out. 20 years. Yeah. But there's probably mm. space for that. Oh, 100% there's space to for To do it. all that sort of practical teaching. Yeah. And I don't know, midwives can, have time to reassure because the midwives are busy. They're busy. And we have so many um, women now who are disconnected from children until they give birth themselves. Totally. We don't grow up yeah. in a village anymore. No. No. Well, where do we learn this stuff other than my parenthood course, which, by the way, I got 96%. <laughs> <laughs> Did you fail the bath? Is that why you didn't get 100%? <laughs> I missed that class. (laughs) So when you got home, tell us a little bit about those early days and when did you start to suspect things or you tell us. Yeah. I I honestly don't remember a lot of it. I was so tired. I I remember snippets here and there. Um, And, you know, that that early phase was really quite a blur. Um, And, and, and I also, within a few months, started really struggling with um, postnatal anxiety yes. um, and depression, more yes. so the anxiety, to be honest, for mm, me than mm. um, the depression side of things. Yeah. And so that certainly affects your memory. Mm. Mm. 
Mm. And it affects your concentration. Mm -hmm. And so therefore your memory is not very good. And so I've got snippets. I've got snippets from that that time. Um, And it was was probably more around going actually – to the mothers groups, I didn't get very often. And and when I went to the mothers groups, no one kind of helped me with the twins and which I found hard because they actually slept really well. They were great, great little sleepers. But of course, as soon as you get to the mothers group, they they wouldn't sleep and they'd be crying and things would be carrying on. Jiggling, juggling, yeah. And yep. you have to stand up. Yeah. You can't sit with the other women yeah. and you've got two babies. You're like, I could be doing this at home watching Oprah, to be quite honest. <laughs> yeah. They might be yeah. asleep. They might be asleep. Yeah, yeah. So it's a high price to pay yeah. taking it's a two high babies price. out of yeah. their routine. Yeah. 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 So I, I went a few times and I, I met another twin mum there. And it's when her twins, I can't actually remember how many months old they were. I presume between six and eight months because her twins were starting to sit up and they were starting mm. to roll and they were starting to do some things. Mm. And I was looking at mine going, um, they, they're kind of just laying there. They're, yeah. not, they're not doing anything. Yeah. And um, one seemed a little bit stronger than the other, but our one um, daughter, her neck, you know, ability to hold up her head was still really complicated. Compromised, yeah. and and I was going okay. Something's not quite right here. Mm. And um, when I first spoke to a nurse, I, I had the visiting. Remember how the the yep. maternal child yep. health nurses would visit? Yep. <laughs> the one that I had was more interested in watching the news on the television um, when she came over than what? the twins. Mm. So it was kind and of like I remember saying out to for her, that visit, you know. Yeah. I know, I know. So I, I remember saying to her, how about this? And she's like, oh, no, you know, it's all, you know, it'll come in time, whatever. And, and eventually I didn't feel very confident in her responses. So I, mm. I went to a different one. Mm. And even she was like, no, no, they, you know, I think they're still kind of on par and, and all of that. And it went from that at 12 months to um, they were 17 months when um, we finally saw a paid um, between 15 and 17 months. And it was 17 months when he diagnosed global developmental delay uh, in the one twin. Right. And I, I, I think I was a bit protective of the other one because yeah, she, she was like, yeah. oh, she's doing okay, yeah, you know. Yeah, you yes. know? 100% no easy. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and yeah, at that point, did you still have postnatal depression and anxiety? Like, had you had you started having therapy or take antidepressants or whatever? You don't have to say exactly what you did, but was that under control at all or? Well, I hadn't I hadn't done anything with the uh, when I had the twins, mm-hmm. so I basically struggled through. I am a perfectionist, yeah. and yeah. I, this is why I love working in perinatal mental health because I try to reach out to the other mums who are perfectionists yep. who yep. don't want to admit this, yep. and I yep. can pick it from a mile away because <laughs> <laughs> I am one of them. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And I just plowed on through, and I did talk to my GP. She was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I did talk to her, but I didn't take any medication. Yep. When when the girls were um, eight months old, I fell pregnant again. Um, to all parents listening, be, beware of the mini pill. <laughs> <laughs> also, maybe that was something that you didn't learn at your parenting class either. Because yes! <laughs> if you grow up in the Yarra Valley, you know the mini pill is rubbish. <laughs> Yes, well, I definitely screwed that one up. Um, but but it, that was a, you know 
Wow. <laughs> Eight months. So, and then I had hyperemesis again, oh, actually worse. No. So um, I was actually laying in bed, injecting myself um, with medication so that I could semi-function um, oh, for oh, that. And it, yeah, it was terrible. That's Yeah, that's just insurmountable really, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, and did you have, are your family in Canada? Uh, yeah, majority. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Yeah, so we didn't have – I didn't have any support really. Um, mm. uh, I, my mother-in-law helped a, a little bit now and again. Yeah. Um, but the I, – I think too I always presented like I yep. was coping. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You know, yep. that perfectionism, like, no, yep. I've got this. And, yep. and when you're yeah. just absolutely crumbling inside. Yep. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes and to it's that, too you know, big to be able to tell because you're like, yeah, where do I if start? I take one of these cards out of this deck of cards, it's never going back yeah. up. So I can't let yeah. the chink out. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was that definitely that perfectionism, mm. like, oh, well, I work in this area. I should yeah. be able to do yeah. this. You know, yeah. all those rules <gasps> that you have for yourself totally. that you would never tell a best friend. Never. Yes. <laughs> You would never say that to someone no. else, but we do it to ourselves. So, yeah. yeah, I think people kind of thought, okay. Or maybe sometimes I even said, no, no, I don't need help. And I, I might have pushed them away as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was my kind of thing to do. So I, I, I can't remember a lot of it, to be mm. honest, because of everything going on. Mm. And it was when um, the twin, or well, my one twin was diagnosed, um, my youngest was five weeks old. And so oh. she was there. I was just postnatal. <sighs> Um, the twins were 17 months and I just, we walked out to the parking lot and ironically, years before I'd actually worked in disability, I had been a, um, a a job coach. Uh, I'd run a program in Canada for, um, teenagers with intellectual disabilities and in training for work and post high school. So I'd actually worked with a large array of uh, teenagers and young adults with intellectual disabilities and learning disabilities. Mm. Um, and so I, I really understood what mm. we were up against. Yes. And I remember Me just too. going to the parking lot <laughs> yeah. and just, I put the baby down next to the car. My poor husband, he had the twins in the twin pram and the baby there. And I just fell on the ground. Oh, yep. Lisa. Mm. Yep. I bet. Yep. I can. Yeah. Because where do you go? Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm. it was hard. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. No, <laughs> please let it out. People yeah. need to know that that's what the. It's actually a physical thing. Yes, that takes over you. It's not just. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's hard. Yeah, mm. yeah. So just knowing what we were going to be up against, knowing, you know, speech therapy, occupational therapy, yeah. specialist appointments, medical. You know, what sort of medical conditions will come? Mm. Mm. How are mm. we going to do this? Yes. Yeah. How are we going to do this? So, mm. yeah, it was um, a, a big adjustment period, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I At think the time. it's human mm. nature to sort of go to the worst point, isn't it? You know, because yeah. and then maybe from that you build back and work out how you're going to cope. And we don't mean the worst point in that this is, you know, a tragedy we mean, how am I going to cope as a human? How am I going to parent this really well? How am I going to be the person that these these beautiful twins need? Like what, Absolutely. What's going to be required of me? And you're already at your maximum. You've got 17-month-old yeah. twins mm. and a five-week-old. Yeah, and you've probably mm. still got stitches and 
cracked nipples. I mean, far out. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yes. That is yeah. a story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and that's when the, the um, postnatal anxiety really oh, kicked up a notch I for bet. me. It was when that period was um, the worst period for me. Yes. And I think, you know, one thing that a lot of people don't realise and, and being a mental health um, professional myself, that the research shows that if we have a history of our own traumas and our own mm. things that we've gone through, particularly traumas. And they don't have to be big T traumas. They can mm. be things that we experience as traumas, so a subjective trauma. Mm. Um, and our own attachment theory as, mm. uh, styles as well, mm -hmm. that has a huge part to play on how we see a situation. Mm. So, you know, for myself, I have a history of trauma. Mm. I have a history of attachment difficulties. Mm. I have a history... Um, uh, I have a history. And yeah. and so that colours um, how mm. we see a particular situation as mm. well. Mm. Um, it's not simply going, okay, we've got this and let's move on. Yeah. Um, but we also have to consider what's this person's history, what's this mother's, father's history, mm. and how are they going to see this differently? It's like wearing different coloured glasses. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. for example, if we're feeling really secure in ourselves, and by secure I'm talking about sort of attachment theory, which I won't go into great detail, but, you know, attachment theory has a lot to do with our upbringing and our sense of self in the world and how mm -hmm. safe the world is and how safe other people are. So if, if we've got um, different styles of attachment that aren't ideal, mm -hmm. um, then we tend to see the environment in a more negative way and we tend to pick up on um, things in the environment that can be not not make us feel secure basically mm. and so um, we're on alert constantly yes. and mm. and that's something that we have to I think you know I don't know how much that's come up over all the podcasts you've done but um, when we talk about how parents are adjusting and how they're going it's not just about that situation it's about their entire history as yes. well wow. yes. um, behind them and so, you know, as a mental health professional, whenever anyone comes to me, it's about listening non-judgmentally and being really curious, what's this person's backstory as well? Mm. And how is that colouring this situation right now for them? Mm. Um, Massive. It's huge. It's yeah. huge. It's not just like, okay, here's the situation and we'll just deal with it. Mm. It's your whole backstory comes with it. Yeah. Um, and if you have a history of trauma, if you have a history of um, attachment difficulties, parenting issues, you know, lots. there's mm. lots of different things that go mm. with that. Um, anxiety and depression, of course, as well. Um, you know, we, that, that will colour it. That mm -hmm. will colour how you adjust to anything. Really? Thank you Parenthood for so in teaching us all of that. Powerful. Very powerful. Yeah. I'm so mm. thankful you talked about that. Yeah. How mm. about, so what did the anxiety present like? Can you, can well, for you remember? Me, can you, for see, me it was panic a, attacks, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. I've, I've had panic attacks. Oh, it's, yeah. That's um, a commonplace in yep. my um, birth family. In my, I was adopted, so I do right. know that there's, there's some um, sort of background there uh, yep. with panic attacks. Absolutely. Um, what's particularly interesting, though, in anxiety is that everyone's different. Yeah, and, yeah, it, of and it's idiosyncratic. Even though we might all have panic attacks, it can be very different presentation and it can be very different mm. reasons why mm. it's happening. Um, and at the time for me, it was just feeling wired constantly. Yeah. Mm. Um, wired, but really tired at the same yes. time. 
And, um, and I would have, I think I had some panic attacks at the time, but it was, I remember trying to go to one of the breastfeeding things at the hospital after we had gone home. Mm-hmm. And I think the girls were probably about 12, 12 weeks old ish. Uh, and I thought I'll go in and I didn't want to drive in with the kids by myself. Mm. Um, and I just didn't want to be alone. And mm. I remember telling my husband, I don't want to go. Like, I don't want to drive all that way. And he's like, oh, you'll be fine. Have a nice afternoon of it. <laughs> well, he was going to have a nice afternoon. That's good advice. <laughs> he was like, take them, I go. I he was getting up to. <laughs> he was trying to encourage you. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And, and there, because so there it doesn't make few... sense when you're looking from the outside. No. But when you're on oh. the inside, it makes perfect yes. sense. Oh, ex- absolutely. You want to stay safe and so yeah. staying in your whatever your safe zone yeah. is and everyone's different. Oh, yeah. Different, yeah. I uh, I just wanted to be at home really yeah. most yeah. of the time, which is not like me, you know, yeah. and I'm not that type of person generally. So yeah. that yeah. should have been warning bells for everybody going, oh, Lisa's not going out. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's how it, it was more staying at home and, and wanting to be there. And eventually I started some medication, which helped immensely. Mm. Um, I finally got over that perfectionism that yes. I should be able to do this on my own when you know when I think about it for me it was it was the lack of sleep I notice yep. even you know nowadays if, if there's a lack of sleep mm-hmm. um, my nervous system does not cope totally. the next day very well at all nope. well it just affects our yeah. brains people and I, don't realize that for me when I um, have had um, times of anxiety I almost drift off to sleep and then I wake up wide awake and my heart races and then I can't sleep for a couple of hours. So you're compounding Uh, the no sleep with the Uh, anxiety and then, you know, you're like, I can't get out of this fucking loop. You know, (laughs) I better go talk to someone again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remember on the forum maybe you went into the or I was following some of your story and I came to visit you. Because for me, you were the first person that I could see that had something similar to my story. Mm. And so I remember coming to visit your house and I was like, there's two toddlers and a brand new baby. My goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I brought my girls with me. I don't know. I can't remember. I remember you bringing your girls. But I remember reaching out to you first. I remember going to a dinner. Yeah, oh, I remember oh. going to a dinner and at that dinner you had mentioned um, cerebral palsy yes. and I, it, we were pre-diagnosis at that stage right. and th- things that you were saying and I, I, things I was sort of researching mm. online, I was going, I think, I think that might be it. I think yeah. we might, you know, have something in common here. Yeah. Um, and of course, all the while, you know, really thinking, well, is this physical? Is it, you know, mm. intellectual? Yeah, What's going on? And kind of hoping, you know, there was more physical than intellectual. Um, um, I'm ashamed to say, but, you know, I'd I'd worked in that area. I've I've been around lots of people with learning disabilities and I just, yeah, I was so, it was, yeah. Um, yeah, so. You don't have to be ashamed to say that. I think it's, it's, I'm speaking for myself here. It's just because, you know, it's a harder road for your child. It's not. You don't have to be ashamed of that. You know, this is a hard road they've got now. So, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah you don't want hard roads for no, your kids. You, don't. you just want to make it as easy yeah, as it can be yeah. for them. Every parent ever. That's you know. right. Yeah. And if our society was better set up, yep. you know, for 
people of all yep. everything, you know, just yep. everything, whether it's, you know, race or it's disability yep. or it's whatever. If we were be- better set up, it, it just would be hmm. better. We That's wouldn't right. probably worry about this stuff. No, like, okay, wouldn't. well, you know, it's all there and it's, yep. you know, set up, but it's still the case where we have to fight so hard and work mm. so hard for things and, and convince people and, yeah. and, um, yeah, so even the other day one of my, um, youngest friends was saying, um, there's a part in their school where kids go with learning disabilities and yep. usually some of the kids who have behavioral dis- um, difficulties, um, and they go there for extra support and more mm. one-on-one learning, which is fantastic. Um, but she was trying to describe it and she said, oh, you know, I sometimes, you know, go to this place um, to help out because the kids in there, their brains don't work right. Mm. And, um, you know, and she meant all, you know, she was well-meaning, absolutely yeah. well-meaning and lovely little soul. Yeah. And so it was an opportunity for me to say, well, you know what? Their brains are unique. Yeah. They, they work Differently, yes, but it's a unique difference. Mm, mm. And so, you know, we can look at learning the stock standard way in the classroom, but there's lots of different ways of learning. Mm, And they get to go there and learn in this, you know, different way than the stock standard way because they're unique. And she's like, oh, yeah, unique. That's a good word. It is a good word. (laughs) It is a good word. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. it's so true. I know number one daughter always says to me, because I wear glasses, and she said, if Hardly anybody had eyesight like yours. We never would have done anything about it, Mum. You yeah. wouldn't be able to drive. Mm. You wouldn't be able mm. to read half the things. You would get headaches every day. Yeah, she's like, but because a lot of people have eyesight that's impaired, we decided we'd fix that and now you can live a life the same as everybody else. Oh. And it's just so powerful. She really sees it as an OT, <laughs> yes. like, oh, we've decided wow. the things that yeah. matter yeah. and that matters. Yeah. But, wow. you know, access to an education that works for everyone, no, nah, that doesn't matter, no. you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, I have to say it. moving up to Queensland from Victoria has been an interesting eye-opening experience ah. in terms of education. It has, there was, say I'm going to get this wrong because I didn't research it before I came on today but there was that the state looked into the education of kids with disabilities a few years ago and so they implemented a bunch of standards for education and since then it has changed remarkably um from what it was um, a decade ago. So uh, we've actually experienced nothing but fantastic um, support and education since moving up um, as compared to in Victoria. And um, we lived in the UK as well for a couple of years. And that that was, I mean, oh, (laughs) chalk and cheese in terms of support, to be honest. Tell Um, tell us, spell that out. Yeah. Uh, I think one of the best things was when we were there, you know how you, I'm just used to fighting for things. I'm, I'm on my guard. I'm ready to fight. (laughs) I go in guns blazing and with my arguments ready. Um, and the first week we were there, I was thinking, oh gosh, they've called me in for this meeting and I'm going to have to fight and fight and fight. Well, I didn't actually say a word for this whole meeting because the teacher had, teacher sat me down and there was a couple support staff there. They sat me down and they said, okay, in this first week we have done all of these assessments and they gave me the list. There was about 10 of them. Mm. We've done all of these assessments and we've determined that 
you know, these, your girls need this and this. So this one's going to do this on these days and this one's going to do this on these days. And this daughter is going to get a full time one-to-one aid while she's at school. Um, The other one didn't need it. um, Mm. So that was okay. And she got um, one, two, I think there was about three or four kids in the class. um, Mm. And that suited her better. That was actually really good for her. Mm. Um, so I just walked away going, I didn't have to fight for anything. Mm. It was just handed to me, not to say that everywhere in the UK is the same and every school is the same, but Mm. wow, I was just blown away. I was so thankful. So, so thankful. So, yeah. That must've been Mm. hard to leave that wondering what you were going to go back to. Absolutely. Yep. And when we got back, um, our school actually asked why, um, I'll call her purple, Mm. (laughs) um, or actually no pinky. Pinky didn't go back to their school, purple and pinky. Um, She and I said, well, you know, there's lack of support. You know, we need, she needs one-to-one full-time support if she's going to be in mainstream. And, and the response was, yeah, it's a real shame, isn't it? Uh. Um, And it's like, (laughs) yeah, okay. Thanks. (laughs) So did you, did you then put her into a special education setting then when you came back? What? Yes. So yeah. she went into um, an SDS mm-hmm. school first, which most people know is a school for those with um, ID uh, with an IQ of less than 50. Mm-hmm. Um, and they started to accept kids who are more between 50 and 70. So mm-hmm. we started off there. Beautiful school. Absolutely wonderful. It just wasn't fitting right. And there mm-hmm. was another school we hadn't actually looked at for some time um, that we ended up transferring her to after a couple of weeks. And that one worked out beautifully. Mm-hmm. It was a lovely, it was for kids with mild, even though she's actually just under that IQ of 50 yes. at the mm-hmm. time when she was assessed. Um, it worked out beautifully. Lovely little kids. You know, the, the funniest thing is when you have identical twins and you show up at the school and when the other one would have a day off school for whatever reason and she'd come with me yeah. and all these kids would run up and it was so cute they'd go there are two there are two <laughs> I can picture the whole thing that's beautiful <laughs> oh, this one girl in particular she'd just go racing around there was a very little playground oh. two pinkies <laughs> Oh, how gorgeous. <laughs> and then my other twin would just be going, no, I'm purple. She's Because <laughs> <laughs> they're so alike. Oh. Yes. oh, yeah, they were just absolutely identical. Was that the, so, first, time the, hair. Was that the first time you'd separate them in school? I, I yes. think it is, but yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd we'd held off for a long time mm. yeah. um, for various reasons and I'm glad we did the way we did things. She started off in the one twin who's more moderate ID, started off in ma- mainstream mm. um, and then we moved quite young to the UK, so yes. still in mainstream there, yeah. very supported. Mm. Um, but then when we came back, we just knew the support wouldn't be there mm. and yeah. – we knew she wouldn't get, she really needed a lot of practical yes. um, yeah. development and practical yes. skills and our schools are just not set up no, for that no, anymore. Not, not at all. They're not. It's so academic. It's and so yeah. academic. And you go and have all these mm. tests and they say, you know, like for me, look how amazing this child is at this sort of problem solving, this specific tiny thing he can do <laughs> three times beyond his year level. I'm like, do we have any of that at school? No. No. <laughs> like, well, that's fucking mint then. Thank you. 
good to know. Yeah, great. I mean, it is good to know and yes. it's great for him in his life. But also, how about we put some of these things back into schools because yeah. this is what integration is. And the irony um, is that a lot of when we when I moved Molly, a lot of her friends and her twin were jealous of the things she was doing at yeah. a special school. Yeah. The amazing yes. things they were doing. Yeah. They're like, that school sounds fun. Oh, yeah. And yeah. life skills. That and still life skills. happens. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. How did yeah, they cope yeah, being she's... separated? Absolutely fine. Mm. Okay, um, they were fine. We were, I was fine by that stage. I had gotten over my yeah. own yeah. kind of issues with yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you know, being identical twins too, you just, you just have a picture of, of they're always going to be together, you, you know? Yep. And, yep. yep. Same school, same friends, maybe yes. different classrooms at the same school. Same but, ballet you know, classes, same yeah. netball team. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. And, of course, we see them around. Um, sure do. My yes. youngest yeah. plays on a sports team and there's an identical set of oh, uh, twins uh, on that team. And, yeah. you know, I just get a little bit of a, ooh, yes. every time I see them, Stub I'm like, the oh, that's yep. so yep. cute, you yeah. know. And, but they're happy and they were they yep. got what they needed. That was yes. the important part. And um, mm. it was just so much better for it's both of them. Relief. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. One less Absolutely. thing to fight. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And so now I've got three in three different schools. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a interesting year. So do you drop them all uh, off or do some have public transport or how do you get them to school? Um, luckily, the SDS school has to the door bus. Oh, oh. Amazing. Yep. Amazing. Ama- they don't realise how amazing this no. actually is. Because yeah. in Victoria we had to I I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> because in Victoria you had to walk down to the yeah. you know no, the mutual spot. Yep. Oh. Here, no. And it's a small bus, so it's a very short ride. Right. Oh. They Perfect. only have mini buses. Oh my gosh. Yep. There's a there's a dozen mini buses, but they're yes. all oh. mini. Yep. Um and whereas the other one she used to take was like an hour and a half to yes, get home. Yes, that is what Molly oh, has. Exhaust does not do anymore. It's too yeah, long. It's too long. Someone has to change uh, that. It's terrible. Yeah, well, someone it's does terrible. have to change that. They do because it's just. And it's not like they're travelling, you know, 40 kilometres. No. Travelling 8 kilometres or something. Yeah, yeah it, it takes an, an hour and, and a half. half. Yeah. Come on, no more. Well, and there's other considerations too, like they use so much more energy to do yes. the day-to-day things yes. that we do Lord that don't use as much energy. That's yes. right. Yeah. And things like continents even, yes. you know, yes. you're sitting on a bus for an Long hour and a half time. at the end yes. of the school day. Yes. When you've raced to get That's to the bus. Busting for the toilet. Busting. Yeah. yeah. And not allowed to eat on it. Yeah. No. So you can't even eat. Yeah. So you're hungry. A rice cracker. Yeah. Hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, I would get her off the bus absolutely hysterical yeah. pretty much every yeah. day for a couple of years. So I just, yeah. I've stopped it. Yeah. And then that takes, uh, what if you work? What if you need to work outside the home? Yes. What if your How do people other children that? don't allow you, you know, to go and get those kids off the bus, to not yes. put them on the bus? It's yeah. just not fair. No. So door to door, I'm door to door. You. That's Beautiful. brilliant. Yep. It's so awesome. And since working from home with all this COVID stuff happening, Mm. um, I've been doing telehealth from home. So my, you know, work, (laughs) getting to work takes me two minutes. Yes, it's (laughs) Oh, it's made such, it actually made a a huge difference to my own health and well-being, I think. And um, I would love to continue it forever. (laughs) Yeah, you might be able to. I mean, I do. Why why can't you? Oh, it, the, it lasts till the end of September. At this stage, Medicare yeah. will only allow oh. those item numbers till the end of September. Right. So, 
but um, there are organizations that are really pushing mm. for a relaxation of the use of Medicare item numbers because, totally. for example, psychiatrists can use um, telehealth item numbers with virtually anyone, mm. um, whereas for um, anyone else in mental health, you've had to work with people in rural com remote communities, yeah. so it has to be defined by the Monash model, which is quite specific as right. to where these people have to live. So I'm hoping, because that's all been yeah. dropped at the moment, I'm hoping, especially when it comes to multiple births, disability, mm. perinatal, you know, you're talking about people find it really hard to get to a clinic yes. appointment. Yes. I would love, I do home visits, I try to do home visits when, mm. you know, I can for people who are really struggling with that, but it would also be really handy yeah. to, for lots of us to be able to continue accessing that. So fingers crossed. confrontational. I mean, I always say to my families, I don't care if you're in your pajamas. I've had people sitting up in their beds. Yeah. It's <laughs> just, it's much better <laughs> yeah. for, well, it's for not some always, people, it's for better. some people it's better. Yeah. And it's so less yeah. threatening. Yeah. yeah. And aren't we trying to help them? Not yes, ourselves? that's right. So <laughs> Yeah, mm. hopefully maybe there can be some reforms brought about through this. I know lots of people who just work in the city, have a regular job or work in the suburbs, have just found themselves less stressed because yeah, there's no, no commuting. So There's less time to listen to podcasts. Much less time, which is not great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's okay. yeah. We don't mind. I've fallen behind on my podcast listing. Yeah, yeah. we all have. The car on totally. my own anymore. Yeah. yeah, I've found mine's gone back up since the twins have gone to yes. school. Yes. So, so is mine a little bit. Yeah, yep. I mean, not like what it was, but and I'm, you know, going down to work or doing things and I'm like, oh, I can listen to the podcast again. But anyway, off topic. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Can you tell us when you were sort of thinking about your work and how you got to the point of saying, I want to work in perinatal health? Or was that something you were doing before you had the kids, or has this shaped <sighs> your work? Yeah, no, I've been in the area for, I've been in sort of community and mental health for over 20 years. Yeah. So um, it's always been something that's been really interesting to me um, and working with people. I love people's stories. I love mm. hearing stories. Mm. And that's, I think that's always what draws me back is trying to listen from the client's perspective and really mm. trying to understand where they're coming from non-judgmentally, you know, and, and um, being curious about where they're coming from. And um, I, I did it before I had the kids. I, I was working in inpatient and outpatient units. And um, so, yeah, it wasn't 
it's not a big transition back. I think the one thing that is uh, something I still can't do is birth trauma. Mm-hmm. And and that's something that I, I shy away from. Um, any surgery or birth trauma, I, I tend not to still do because I'm still somewhat affected. Mm-hmm. Um, and if this is triggering for anybody as well, you know, the Australian um, Birth Trauma Association mm-hmm. is a wonderful resource. Mm-hmm. Um, and there mm-hmm. are people out there and therapists out there that can help you with that. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's something that I shy away from. But the rest of it, I'm I'm all in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is awesome because yeah. I remember I went to, um, and I won't go into this, but I had a little bit of therapy in my mid-20s when I was trying to decide what Christianity looked like for me. And the first mm. therapist that I went to had never been to church. So she was just like, this is all rubbish. What are you even saying? You know, like, uh, and then the oh, next, wow. yeah, and then the next therapist I went to, had left um, the Salvation Army Church but still had fond, fond memories of it. So she was able to just come at it from a completely different angle. And I just thought I needed lived experience this time because you can't explain this. Yes. And Mm. now I I am just drawn to people who have had some of my lived experience. Yes, I'm not saying Mm. you have to. You don't have to have a baby to be a good obstetrician Mm, or, you know, but sometimes... I, 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 for me, I needed that connection. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Even when I it's start funny. a consultation with a family and they, and then I say my twins are fourteen, they go, oh, "You've, you've got twins," mm. and they've got twins, and then they're like, "Okay, they, yep. they totally, they're with me." Mm, mm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I tend to, um, I, I don't divulge much with my clients, no, no, but no. I do tend to tell You're them. Way more if- professional than me. <laughs> 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 Well, we have different, different, That's different right. roles. I know, I know. Yeah. Occupations, yeah, yeah. I'm teasing. So I'm teasing. Yeah. <laughs> but when there's disability involved, I will um, usually divulge a little bit, not to take over the session and certainly not to make it about me, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah. to allow them that opportunity to go, I, I get some of it. Yes. The only risk there, though, is because, you know, you, you – you have one experience of something doesn't yes, mean everyone's no. had That's the same. Right. So exactly. True. Lived experience is a funny thing. Like yes. I wanted a therapist when I was first going through this with my daughters and getting diagnosis and all that sort of stuff. I needed someone who really understood disability mm, mm. and couldn't find anyone. And maybe someone with a lived experience would have been helpful because honestly, they don't teach it in no. university very well. Yeah. So I remember having like one class in disability and mm. I think I got like One. a 68% of it. <laughs> well, you passed. You passed. <laughs> I passed. Now you got 1,000%. Yeah. yeah, yeah now you can write the course. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so it's not taught very much and you just don't unless you've managed to work your way into that area. Mm. Um, but we are taught to listen non-judgmentally and yes. be curious. If you're taught well, that's the way you should be taught. But the thing is, is that I've had so many people come see me um, as a mental health clinician that have had the most horrendous experience with mm. other clinicians mm. yes. who have said the most horrendous things mm. to them. Yes. And I just think... everywhere. Mm. Yep. Where did these people get their licenses from? Mm, like off no. the back of a cereal mm. box. I yeah. don't know. So yeah, yes. Unfortunately, there's too much variability. Yeah. Well, there is. There Sometimes. is. And it's mm. and that's why it's a so risk vulnerable. to go and start someone and think yes. if they're shit, and I've got to start again. Yes. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. That stops people. But from worth accessing. doing. Uh, you know, if, 
if you date someone in their shit, you get rid of them. So true. This is, this is you know, really important. It is really important. Just dump that therapist and find a new yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Don't give them a second go. No. no. And um, you know what? I can usually pick that. Like when someone's come to see me and yeah. I, I'm getting that feeling, they'll come a couple of times. I'm like, they're not coming back. Uh, yeah. And it can be for a number of reasons. Yes. You know, it might have be something I've said or done or my approach to things is not their style. Yes. Yes. Who knows? It could be yeah. a number of things that I'm doing. It could be a number of things that they're just not ready yep. or yes. they, you know. I had one, I remember one person telling me once, a guy who came um, and it was over a breakup and he was grieving this breakup. And um, and it, I had the same accent as his ah, well, ex. No oh, good. no. <laughs> and he said, I've given you three sessions, but I'm sorry, I just can't do this. Yes. <laughs> wow. Fair I'm like, enough. all right, I'm glad you were able to be open with me. And yeah, say, I'm like, let's find triggers. you whoever you need. And if yep. you don't want to try and work th- and use that as part of the therapy, that's fine. I'm yeah. totally on board and wow. that's okay. But uh, it was so kind of funny. I'm like. You presume everything else, but an accent is not a yes. No, you <laughs> don't. Kind of think can't about. really change it. What if you're wearing the perfume? No. Like yeah, there's all sorts know. of things. Isn't yeah, there? Mm. absolutely. There's so so many things that can trigger even the way you look, yes. the way you sit, yes. color that you wear, and some of that's completely unconscious. Totally. So it might be triggering for somebody who's had a history of trauma, for example, and you might be wearing a color that, mm. you know, is related to that. Who knows? It could be so many different things. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's important to get a feel for someone, but if you don't get a feel, that's okay. There's lots of other people out yeah, there. that's true. You know, and the number of degrees they have don't, doesn't necessarily mean that they're better no. either. Um, no, very true. So, just get a feel and ask lots of questions when you go. You know, yeah. what is your training? What sort of ongoing supervision do you have? Mm. Um, how about your experience in this particular area? Mm. And what's your approach to therapy? Mm. Um, tell me about your approach to therapy. And so a lot of people don't ask me these I questions when no. they come in. Mm. Yeah. And I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think that's something that's just uh, they should be interviewing me. And mm. so I often just give it to them and I tell them because I yes. presume that's kind of what right. they're thinking. But, yes. um, yeah, it's it's something really important to mm. ask. And it's hard um, when you're feeling um, vulnerable or anxious to then yes. the person who you're asking for help to then ask them, yes. what's your story, you know, so I Absolutely. understand. But also if we normalise mental health, then we can also normalise the process of that's going right. in and finding out if, yeah, what that person's qualifications are and how it relates to you. Now, Absolutely. I, I just wanted to ask, um, well, not ask, but just your girls are now getting into the teen years and mm-hmm. I, <laughs> what I think is desperately missing in this world, which I wish was a book talking about adolescence for girls or puberty for girls with an intellectual disability. Mm. So um, there is nothing. I've been reading everything from mainstream for mainstream mm, Millie. I've mm. been trying all that and I'm mm. like, where is, apart from the book about actual puberty at the Royal Children's, there is nothing about how to engage friendship, how to um, mm. handle puberty, you know, all mm, those mm. sorts of things. So I'm just putting it out into the world that you and I might write this mm. one day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to be Do so it. good at writing a book. Not, but I just <laughs> think there's a gaping hole, and maybe there is one for boys as well with an ID. I don't know, but um, oh, I'm sure there is. You know, I've absolutely. just got uh, yeah. the beautiful book I read. Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. What's that? There's one, one called Secret Girls Business. Yes, yes. I've got that, but yep, I just that. mean on a more. It needs. I need bigger than that. I need. Mm. 
How do we help them have Specific. friendships? How do we, I just think there's a gaping hole to have yeah. or to how to manage meltdowns, how to manage that sort of stuff because there's a lot of talk about how to help our teenage girls but not our teenage girls with an intellectual disability. Mm. Well, let's do it. Yeah, yeah let's do, do it. it. So even if that's in do three it. or four years' time because we will be through it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, but I need your experience your expertise to help me do that and if someone yeah. knows of one let me know but yeah. I can't find it no yeah and I'm sick of reading about neurotypical teenage girls mm. because yeah. I have one of them but I also don't yeah and there's nothing mm. other than the secret girls business That's I it. haven't come across a yeah. lot either yeah no. yeah and I'm happy I've got yeah I've got that but yeah mm. maybe a little bit yeah. I don't know anyway what do you think about that do you think that's needed. Do you need more literature? What? Absolutely. I mean, I've been very open with my girls, mm-hmm. um, much more so than you'd be with your neurotypical yeah. kids. Yeah, you have to. Um, You've got to talk very, the truth, yeah. the brutal <laughs> much truth. Much more pragmatic. I mean, yeah. I think some of my friends would just fall off their chairs. I know. They yeah. learn sure. all Mine the things would. that are said 100%. <laughs> We're, and we're not going to disclose much no, about No, we will puberty. never go we, into we that. We never will because that is yep. their privacy. Yeah. Um, but it's a, But it's something but to parent. Me, it is something to parent through and yeah. a book written by yeah. um, professionals who, yeah, like paediatricians and psychologists and I wouldn't don't know. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? Yep. Yeah. Um, and to just have a vague idea that you're doing it a little bit right. Yeah. You know, yeah. and when yeah. you have... For me, the fear is with boys that they will say something really inappropriate yes. and not understand what that is. Yes. And other people say inappropriate things all the time, like they swear or whatever, but this is a different inappropriate yes, and, yes. oh, my gosh, I just do head miles about yes, it. Yes, me too. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, mm. we diverse. <laughs> we diversify on the podcast and we're not supposed to be talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you there? We've lost you. Oh. Are you back? Hello. Oh, Yay, there you go. you're back. Sorry, Hello. I don't know what happened. Oh, I don't know. Do you know what happened? My my computer was sitting for so long it turned itself off. Oh, <laughs> maybe. And it's like you're still not chatting. Itself. Even the computer was bored it's of like us. like Netflix. <laughs> Are you still watching? Yeah. Are I'm you like, still there? I am. <laughs> <Bore me. laughs> I was like, oh, no. I'm, I'm still, still here. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, well maybe we should. the password wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving this in. That's funny. Maybe we should. Yeah. Um, oh. Maybe we should wrap it up, but yeah. it's been so great and we will get you back. Have we missed anything, though, yes. that you wanted to talk about? Do you know what? There's one thing I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. just just briefly is something that happened at the end of last year that really hit home for me and I, I, I don't know what to do with this and it'd be interesting to hear what other peas think of it and their comments mm-hmm. um, is that I went to Purple's dance concert and mm-hmm. she has danced for many years and at this concert there was an older girl who um, was at the same school, different class uh, with Down syndrome. Yep. And so she was doing her dances. My daughter came out and did her dance. And what I noticed was at the end of this other girl's dance, dances that she did, at the end of the night, they gave her an award because she'd been there for like 15 years or something mm-hmm. dancing. And, yeah. and, and they gave her some extra awards and stuff. And at the end of every dance that this other girl was in, boy, the applause was just huge. Mm-hmm. It was just huge yep, yep. for this girl. And I was just felt so happy for her, really happy. And then it hit me like a ton of bricks that... 
you know, my daughter is probably, they're probably very, very similar in terms of learning ability Mm -hmm. and in terms of physical ability, Mm -hmm. um, very, very similar. Mm -hmm. And yet, because obviously it's more invisible for my daughter, you look at her and you will not think anything different until you're trying to teach or, you know, Mm -hmm. um, have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And I just, I felt like, oh, is she... She's not getting recognized for the hard, yeah. hard work that oh, she's done. Oh, that makes me want to cry. Oh. Do you know? Yes. I do know. And I, and I was, yeah, I was teary. Mm. I was teary thinking, what do I do with that? I don't know. Like, I don't want her to be obvious in no. some ways. But at the same time, I don't want her to feel like, you know, she's um, not getting the recognition for the ridiculously hard work that she's putting into doing some very simple, more more simple things that wouldn't take us as much to do um, in a dance. So, yeah, that was one thing that came to mind today that I thought, I just wanted to mention that. Yeah, really powerful. Um, I'm grateful. I think of that often. Mm. Uh, yeah. And the only other things was I just wanted to quickly mention that um, for hyperemesis, if anyone is struggling with that, there is the HER Foundation, um, the Hyperemesis Education Resource Foundation. It's hyperemesis.org. Um, if you go to Google and just look that up, you'll figure oh, out Arca, how to spell Arca that. Arca will magically, <laughs> Thank you, Arca. Arca yeah. will put in the show notes. It's magic. Awesome. <laughs> um, and it's fantastic and it has guidelines as well. It is American, but we don't have the guidelines here in uh-huh. Australia. So it's at least a start. Okay. And the research is on there around the genetic causes. Yep. The other thing is Panda. Um, yep. knowing yes. about panda.org.au, which I'm sure you've mentioned previously no, for anyone with parents. I've read that a long time ago, but yeah. Maybe, yeah, Yeah. for anxiety or depression um, for women and men. There's a dedicated men's line now as Ah, well for the dads. Oh, good. Yep. Yeah, and one out of ten dads in uh, get postnatal depression. Yes, um, and one out of twenty get it antenatally. So oh. many more women yep. um, than men, but still, yep, they're wonder there. So they have dedicated men. Birth. Yeah, I wonder what it is. Good question. Birth. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, well, thank <laughs> you. Multiple births, you know, you just level up like in a video game. So I would say it's higher. <laughs> Yeah, Hands absolutely. Down. <laughs> yep. Oh, thank you. That's absolutely. important. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so thanks. great to talk to you. We've been waiting so long. This is the I best. Know. Because our beautiful yeah, friend was going to fly down and talk to us, but of course, COVID. <sighs> so yes. now we're all separated. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are going to get on to our cry difference laugh. Did anything make you cry this week, Lisa? Um. So we're, yes, my, my, Twins are now preteen, um, heading into teenage years, and mm. we're still dealing with fecal incontinence. Mm. And it was a particularly bad week last week, a really bad week of that. Mm. And that that just by the end of the week yeah. kind of broke yep. me a bit, to yep. be honest. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that was my cry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thank you for talking about that. Yeah, thank too. you. I know we've had a, I've had mm. a few little messages about that. Mm, we've done so much. I bet. And the last time we went to a pediatrician only a couple of months ago, um, I said to her, look, this is what we're doing. This is what I understand about it. Um, do you recommend anything else? She goes, no, you're doing everything. You know mm. what you're doing. Yeah. So I'm like, wait, I'm paying $450. Oh, no. for- <laughs> it's so <laughs> just I time. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah, we're 
we're doing everything for that. Don't get mm. me wrong. But yeah, it still sometimes catches us off guard and yeah. it just there's, seems like no rhyme or reason. Yes. And when that's the case, it's really hard. It mm. gets hard. Yes, mm. absolutely. Yep. yep. Um, and what about you, Mandy? Yeah. Well, I haven't cried this week, but I'm anticipating that I'm going to cry when I go because I've booked myself in to see a psychologist. Oh, yeah, you're going to cry. So <laughs> it's anticipatory Sorry, crying. but you are. <laughs> Well, I went to the GP the other day and I'm like, my skin, I've got dermatitis all over me, all through my bum, TMI. Um, And I just said to her, look, let's go back over the mental health plan. I've got to go and see someone. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so I'm all booked in. I messaged her. It's not going to be till the 2nd of July. I'm like, damn it. But actually that is two days before the girl's birthday. So, you know, traditionally that's the week where Mm. I'm, you know, I'm more vulnerable. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to talking your head off. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Good. And Good I said, I messaged her and said, if any availabilities come up beforehand, yeah, any know. cancellations, let me know. I said, I'm ready to go. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Good. So um, I haven't had therapy for a little while. I want to work on a few things. I want to also work on my resilience. Yep. Um, be, um, according to the podcast when I'm criticized. Yes. So I want to talk about that as well so that I can Uh, get some tools because this is a big deal being put out into the world and I'm proud of it and I'm going to keep doing it. But there's, if people are going to be cross with me about things I say, then I'm going to need yeah, Help because you own them it. and you know what you're of saying. Of course I do. And everyone has a different opinion. Um, and at the moment, it's so easy as a keyboard warrior to. Yeah, so I need help um, with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so awesome, that it just Mandy. doesn't. Just... Yeah. Self compassion comes yes. to mind. Just, yeah. 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 Really working on that self compassion around that when that yes. does happen. Mm. Yes. Absolutely. Just, my body just takes over and yeah. I can't really cope with mm. it. So I'm yeah. going to have to because yes. I've put myself out into the world. Yeah. So, yep, they'll be crying in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a lot to say that week. <laughs> I'll just edit half it out. Okay, please, okay, don't worry. Okay, sure. No, I'm joking. We won't. Okay, okay. Um, so what made me cry this week was on Friday night, this didn't make me cry, but on Friday night, um, Workboy Kieran, who doesn't like being called Workboy Kieran, but he yeah. doesn't listen anymore, so who cares? Ah. I can call him what I want. Um, he His um, family owns a beach house and he's living in it doing his final bit of medicine, like his final year. Ah. So he's like, oh, you can come down. So Lorraine and I and um, number one daughter and her boyfriend went down for the night, which was so nice to oh. be out of the house. Oh. Um, anyway, and he just said to me in passing, he's like, are you watching Normal People on Stan? And oh. I was like, no, I've, you know, I haven't read the book and I yeah. feel like I shouldn't. And he's like, well, you're going to love it. Okay. And when someone who really knows you, yes. I was like, okay, you fine. You listen to them. Cry, sobbing. I can't get through the episodes. Mm-hmm. I have to stop, regroup. I love it. It doesn't relate to my life in any way, so I don't even know why I love it. I know it's set in Ireland and I oh, went to Trinity with my dad. That's something, yeah. But I don't even think it's all that. I just think it's that when you wish you'd said something and you hadn't oh. and I don't know what it is. But it's mm. – and I said to him, I just messaged him, like, this makes me weep. He's like, yeah, every episode. I'm like, okay, oh, all right. Okay, all right. That's you what know. it is. So I didn't really know <laughs> what it was when I got yes. into it. Yes. But it's been – it's really made me proper cry, yes. I guess. Okay. So, yeah. Better get onto it. Yeah. And, mm. Lisa, has anything made a difference in your life this week? Kids going back to school. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> 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 I have to admit, we went back a couple of a few weeks. We were, I think, we're in the third, yes. we in the third week already, or fourth week even. Yeah. Um, and so it's not this week, but oh gosh, that's made a huge difference. Yeah. It's still <laughs> making a difference. difference. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. And for you guys, it's just starting, it's you know, second week. It's second starting week. to go back, yeah. yes. It still feels like so, a dream. Yeah. But when this episode comes out, yeah. we'll only have another week and it's holidays. <laughs> <Yeah>. I know. <laughs> oh, they can't that's all right. wait. That's all right. It's going to be true holiday, though, without be. pandemic breakout. Yeah, and that's without what happened having in the Easter holidays. When we were at homeschooling, that was not holidays. No. So this and is, the holidays before it was everything pandemic. was yes. unfolding. And so we it were was anxious. Very anxious. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And yeah. what about you, Mandy? Um, I watched Becoming with Michelle Obama. Oh, on, I haven't watched it. Oh, it's pretty amazing. Okay. She's an amazing woman. She I just is. missed her, even though I'm not American. But yep. my God, you must miss her over there. Yes, they must. Um, just stunning. It was fantastic to watch. Okay. Um, also, uh, I just want to give a shout out to Deanne on Twitter, whose mum, Pam, listens to us. So this okay. is a shout out to Pam. Hi, Pam. Who listens to Two Peas in a Podcast. And Pam is living with dementia. Yep. And she loves us. Aww. I know. Aww. And Pam. so her daughter um, tweets about how much Pam loves listening Aww. to us and how much of a difference that makes. She laughs. Aww. And so Deanne is posted um, this week about has there been any research into people living with dementia and the effect of podcasts on oh. their quality of life. Wow. And so people were retweeting us and oh. I was just extremely chuffed and I promised her a big shout out. Oh. So Pam, we oh. love that you listen to <laughs> we us. We do. And it makes me want to cry. Yeah, so, I have got tears in my um, Thank yep. you for listening to Two Piece yeah. and our ridiculousness sometimes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so shout out oh, to you. Shout out, Pam. <laughs> All right, so my difference this week is um, for a couple of weeks you've probably heard at the start of the podcast that we have a thing called ACAST Supporter now. Yes, oh my um, word. And it's just a little thing that you can give a donation if you want. It's not an ongoing thing. Just, you know, if you've got $2 you can give it or you don't have to. And the great thing is nothing's going to change whether you give it or not. No. Anyway, I was telling Buzz and Woody coming home from school in the car that um, people had given us money and Amazing. I said, I can't believe. Yes. That people have given us money and we can pay the sound engineer and we can pay for the show notes and we can – It's I can't believe it, right? Yes. No one's ever given me money. No. You know, except when I've worked my ass off for it. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> anyway, and so they were so proud. I just oh. couldn't believe how proud they were. Yes. And then um, um, Woody's like, well, you know why? And I was like, no. And he's like – um, because people are sick of being discriminated against. Oh. And so then I was like, I started to get teary. And Buzz follows it up with, um, you know what it's like, mum? It's like when you're at school. This makes me cry and my difference. It's like when you're at school and you have no idea what's going on and you feel all alone. And then you meet someone else who has no idea and you feel better. To, you're together. You're not knowing, but you're still together. Oh. That's you and Mandy, mum. Oh. You don't know anything, but you know it together. Oh. <laughs> And everyone else who doesn't know anything loves being with you. Oh, so I was, I couldn't get out of the car. I was laughing and crying. Oh, oh, so that's sweet. just basically sum up the podcast. I basically sums up the podcast. <laughs> so it's out sweet. of the mouth of babes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so anyway, how what, precious. Yeah, I'll wipe away those tears. Oh, stop what, it. what made you laugh, Lisa? Uh. Um, we, had, we had a conversation over dinner last night that was really funny. So my daughter, who's at the SDS school, um, has very limited language and sometimes, you know, it's hard for her to describe things. And she was telling us that she lost her hat and, yep. and 
proceeded to tell us that this boy threw the hat in the boys' toilets. I said, oh, did he throw the hat in the boys' toilets? No. Like, oh, okay, you just said that he threw the, yeah. threw the hat in the boys' toilets. Just no. And then she proceeded to say, try to tell me that it was maybe on the roof of the boys' toilets. Ah. So I said, okay. So did he throw the hat up over the, onto the roof? No. <laughs> Is it in the boys' toilets? Yes. Is it on the roof? Yes. <laughs> just like my whole dinner time. I'm looking at her. Hey, where's the hat? <laughs> <laughs> she, she's laughing. We're laughing. I'm like, oh. I don't know where your hat is, Ali. She's like, oh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so somewhere cute. on the school grounds, possibly around the boys' toilets. toilets. Oh. Oh, so, oh, cute. so cute. But just her, I don't know. Like she'll just All come right. out with this at the end. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's she's the ending to every yeah. conversation, really. Yeah. You can't explain it. Yeah. We'll find it. We'll yeah, find your hat. We'll find it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> Sweetheart, so funny. And what about you, Maddie? Oh, she's gorgeous. We're leading up to their birthday Mm. and I'm trying to talk about what do you want to do on the day Mm. and I was just on my bed. I don't know what I was doing, probably just checking Facebook or something and Molly comes running in. She goes, I know, 18 nuggets for lunch. Oh, yes. (laughs) Because the ad for McDonald's is talking about 18 nuggets. (laughs) She said, 18 nuggets for my lunch for my birthday. I said, Absolutely. Done. Done. I don't need to organise a party. I don't need cakes. I'm just getting the 18 nuggets. She keeps saying it. And now, but then Millie came in and said, you know, you can get a 24 pack. And so now this morning she's like, 24 24 pack nuggets. (laughs) I just thought that is so funny. Oh, that is so And I also laughed at Big Brother because it is back. And I took a little time to get into it because I thought this is not the old style Big Brother. But I did watch the other night. And they had people having to go into a room and face their fears in the oh. ginger dread house. Oh, ginger and dread. <laughs> it was a gingerbread house, yeah, but it was called the ginger dread house. Yep. Anyway, the first girl went in, but before, and they said, they said, you're going to be facing your fears. And she was in the lounge room area going, oh, no, oh, no, I'm scared of knees. I'm scared of knees. Knees? Yeah. And so they put her in and she's like, I'm scared of knees. And they put four people's knees into the room and she had to look at them and touch them. <laughs> wow. wow. It's just so funny I and ridiculous. What I wonder I what that know, is I don't know, Lisa. Look it up. But, yeah. And she had to touch the knees. She had to rub like um, – moisturizer and she's like they're hairy i wonder if that like, was a good cognitive behavior therapy for her and she's well, or has it, it tipped her over the edge and she's no, no, go, she no conquered that's it. called flooding okay yeah, yeah well, not flooded good. they flooded <laughs> her with the tone. knees they flooded a girl who's scared of dogs with this beautiful poodle you can see everyone going what oh. the heck go in and cuddle that dog yeah anyway the real, knees real i've never heard seen anything oh. like it it was i and couldn't you know stop what? laughing it does have it does have a name Oh, oh tell it me. Called? It has a name. Gen- genuphobia. Oh, well, there you go. It's real. Yeah. I mean, she was, I could tell she was upset oh. and See, distressed. If oh, I went on Big absolutely. Brother, I'd be like, I'm terrified of donuts. I just don't ever want them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think know. I can conquer this. I think I can touch it. <laughs> no way. Why did they tell the truth? Yeah, oh terrified gosh. of dogs. Yeah. The knees. I really I hate goldfish. I know. How people work this out by now? Oh, come on. And the last little laugh just happened before. Mm. So I messaged Arka, who does our show notes, and yes. I said to her, "We, are, Kate and I are talking now about paying you to doing the yeah. show notes, yeah. right? We've paid everybody else. Yep. We're going to keep paying the sound engineer. Um, yep. And she said, oh, I don't know what to say. I hope that I'm the last on the list of people that needs to be paid. And I wrote, you are actually. <laughs> 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 
straight back with laughter. I, I just thought that was so funny. Yeah, it was so funny. But anyway, it we was, we're thrilled was. that we can give her because it takes so a lot of time you for giving us money because it actually means we can we can't just keep asking people to do things no, for nothing. That's right, and we want to honor that. Yeah, so, so it's been amazing. Yeah. and my laugh is that we have this amazing doctor who I won't tell you his name, who emails Mandy and I <laughs> from the Royal Children's Hospital. Yes, um, and he's going to one day when everything, if it ever goes back to normal. We will do the podcast from there. But anyway, Ooh. he changes his signature, right? <laughs> so it looks all like he's got about, yeah, 3,000 letters after his name oh or whatever. Gosh. But if you look at it, it says, professional out of rectum. It just makes me laugh. So thank you for making us laugh this week. I told him he made us laugh. Dr. Professional <laughs> Yeah, and he'll, he tells us when he's a rectum. He does. He, so he told us a good one. He did tell us a good which we won't repeat. It's his story. No, that's but, right. But uh, we'll just put him on the spot when we go to the Royal Children's. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's that made me laugh a lot. So much a laughter. Professional from the Outer Rectum. <laughs> They're so funny. So They're so funny. smart. Yes, right? yes. And then, yeah. yeah so it's funny. lovely like, to see someone with so many letters. Sort of take the one day he's going to accidentally send that to somebody else, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll really laugh. And then we will laugh. Oh, well, well done, guys. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much. This for episode with us. will help a lot of people. Really I know it. So yep. thank you so much. No, it's been great. It's good you. to catch up with you too. Yeah. yeah, we love you and we're yeah. so thankful you're in our we lives really and thank oh, you. Same. Yeah. Same. Congratulations on everything. And I think this we has made just this, been fantastic. We made this for you. So just so you know that we made this podcast for you. Yeah, we really did. Yeah, for everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's just thank you so much for continuing on with this. Um, you know, especially when, you know, there can be some bumps along the way. Yeah. I just I'm so glad you're heading forward and just keep going because it is very helpful to so many people. So oh, and I'm you. one of them. Thank so you. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. All, right. All right. See, See you everyone. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. 
Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. So you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.